Back in December of 1987, the original Mega Man was released to the world. 33 years ago, no one could even imagine that it would be the first of over 50 games and the basis for more cartoons, movies, and comic books. And truthfully, it almost wasn't meant to be. Though the original Mega Man is heralded as a classic Nintendo game, its launch here in the United States was less than satisfactory thanks to crudely drawn cover art. It would overcome this rocky beginning, however, and go on to become one of the most recognizable video game series out there. And the infamy around its disastrous cover would fall into history, another one of those wives' tales told about your favorite game. Where did this cover come from? And what do Santa Claus and Albert Einstein have to do with Mega Man? Or even rock and roll? Can Mega Man rock out with the best of them? We'll answer all of these questions and more as we take today's trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope that these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of our Video Game Nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. If you're a repeat listener, thank you so much for joining us again. If you're just joining us for the first time each week, we take a look back at the current week in gaming history, we pick an important release out of it, we just make up the rest of the show. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) We might have an outline. Might not. I, I don't know. As always, I'm joined by my own nemesis at the Robot Institute of Technology, my co-host, Rob Casson. Rob, why don't you tell the listeners exactly what you studied over there at RIT? Well, Dave, we've studied microcircuit analysis. We've studied circuit analysis. We've studied micro-logic programmable controller programming 1037. Yeah. You know, you know I would think that you're kidding but that all sounds like stuff from your actual electrical engineering degree. Do you uh, have electrical... that last one was the 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 one hundred three seven? Yeah, yeah. Do you have yeah. an electrical engineering degree? Yes, I you do. Just... Is that one of your specialties? And I know you have an engineering degree. Was that one of your focuses? No, it's actually two different degrees. One is a mechanical engineering, so a bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering, and a bachelor's of science in electrical engineering. There's no focus until you get into the masters. Interesting. So then I could focus on like electrical engineering with a focus on electromagnetism. So you literally could have studied at the Robot Institute of Technology. I mean, mechatronics is basically that. And I did take a mechatronics class. So, yeah. Well, I'm a little outclassed here. So kudos to you. How you doing? I am doing well. You know, can't complain about too much. It was a nice day and, you know, happy to be here recording. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Doing well. Can't really complain. It's cold here in the South for us uh, wussy Southerners. But other than that, we are good. I noticed that I just dragged you away kicking and screaming from Elite Dangerous. How's that going? You know, I just started getting into it, and it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a space sim, for those that don't know. And I've always enjoyed, you know, flight and space sims, so... Getting to do that is a lot of fun, although it is daunting because the sheer size and everything that you have to take in at once. So I play a lot of No Man's Sky and you join me from time to time. What What's the difference? Well, you don't really get out of the ship to explore the planets, not as a person. 
They're working on that, though. That's like the next DLC, I think, Elite Dangerous. I think it's called Odyssey. It's going to add atmospheric planets that you can explore. Well, so at that point, then uh, I guess it would be just about the same. But as of now, you can't really do that. So mostly take on contracts and buy better ships, do some trading, if you will. Whatever you want, you know, just explore space. Select no base building or the stuff I like to do. Correct. None of that. Well, I still like to fly ships. That's okay. But we have Star Wars Squadrons. Heck yeah, man. You can fly around shooting either the Rebels or the Vader's guys. Yep, 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 yep. So, this week, we're going back to December of 1987. Action platformer game for the Nintendo Entertainment System developed and published by Capcom. Arguably Capcom's biggest game. I don't I, I don't think they have a, a bigger franchise, frankly. There's even some argument that if the series didn't do as well as it did, there wouldn't be a Capcom today. Over 50 games in the series now, 36 million copies. And of course, back in December 1987, it was Mega Man, the original. I've played a few Mega Mans in my day. What about you? You know, I I know that I've played one, but I couldn't tell you which one. I want to say it was for the Super Nintendo, and I believe I might have actually done an emulated version of one of the Nintendo versions. But So it's possibly two of them, but I couldn't tell you which ones. I just remember being very similar, even with the difference in age. So if you played one of my SNES ones, you probably played Mega Man X. I was thinking X, but I didn't want to say it because I thought that might be newer. But yeah, X sounds about right. No, X was the series, the SNES series. ZX is the new one. Uh, to be Actually, the newest one is Mega Man 11, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, SNES, the SNES ones were Mega Man X. Gotcha. Yeah. I have played all the NES ones. I've played many of these SNES ones. I played the original Mega Man Legends. Uh, I have not played most of the modern Mega Mans, like 8, 9, 10, or 11. I haven't played the Zero, the ZXs. There's a whole bunch of other series we'll get into. Uh, my familiarity with the series is all classic, too. So it'll be... Let's, let's, well, let's, let's talk about the classic series, okay? Okay. And it starts with one man. The man that is sometimes credited with being the father of Mega Man... That, of course, is Keiji Inafune. Keiji? Keiji? Kaiji? Kaiji. I don't know. Kaiji Inafune. It's, yeah, it's correct. Inafune. I, I know his last name is Inafune. I don't ever try the first names. I get the last names. It's Inafune. Inafune was an artist on the original Street Fighter game, the one that none of us have ever played, because all anyone knows nowadays is Street Fighter 2. Am I wrong? No, I don't yeah. think so. Do you could you tell me anything about the original Street Fighter game? I assumed it was like the other one, so if it's any different, <laughs> no, I could not. So yes, yeah, so he was an artist on the original Street Fighter game, and he, which was a Capcom game, uh, so you know Capcom has another big series of Street Fighter. Still would argue that Mega Man's bigger, but that's okay. And he was asked to join Mega Man. It was partway through through the development um, at this time. Mega Man was already conceptualized. Some of the robot masters have already been conceptualized. And it was Inafune who would go on to illustrate the characters and enemies. 
So arguably, you know, he is responsible for the face, the the style of Mega Man, but not the characters themselves. You know, he did the original characters, did the original enemies, did the Japanese logo, the Japanese box art, the Japanese instruction manual. And, he'll, and even he'll tell you he only did half the work. You know, uh, his mentor and the team, they had already done all the conceptual, conceptual stuff before he joined on. He developed... Electrical Man or Elect Man. I don't know why they didn't just call it Electrical. Probably because they didn't have enough bites to spell out the entire name. And he says to this day that that's still his favorite character that he designed. And then, of course, you have the the good versus bad, right? You have Dr. Light and Dr. Wily, your, your good guy, your bad guy. Dr. Light was designed after Santa Claus. He looks like him, does he not? Absolutely. And Dr. Wiley was designed after Albert Einstein. He was the absent-minded, not really absent-minded, but the crazy, weird, you know, mad scientist vibe. That's that's what that's where we get those from, which is kind of cool. There's also some argument that Dr. Albert Wiley, that's clearly uh, Albert Einstein. Dr. Light is Dr. Thomas Light, which, of course, some people will say is a play on uh, Thomas Edison and a light bulb. I'm sure these all play a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that actually does is a good theory, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Originally, we may not have had a Mega Man. In fact, Mega Man was not Mega Man to begin with. Uh, Mega Man to Japanese audiences is Rock Man. Before Rock Man, the team played around with names like the Mighty Kid, which I think is kind of funny because one of Inafune's later games was what Mighty Number Nine or Number Eight or whatever it is that the one that failed. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the Knuckle Kid, <laughs> which I, I don't know how I feel about that one. There's a knuckle sandwich for you, you know? I like uh, that one. You like that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. punch, punch, punch. And uh, my favorite is Rainbow Man, not going to lie. Rainbow Man, because the character could change into all seven colors. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if each color was a different ability that they could use. Ooh. Ooh. That's so a concept. When they were Break naming them. We got it down. Duly noted. When they were naming the main characters, they settled on a music motif. And so you have rock and roll. So Rockman and his sister Roll. Don't know if you've played enough Mega Man to know who Roll is, but she's kind of a fan favorite in the Mega Man universe. It's it's Mega Man's sister. And they were rock and roll. So Rockman. There you go. All the influences. Uh, Santa Claus, Albert Einstein, and rock music. Great, great mixing. I, I love the uh, the design that went into this. I know. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The gameplay was inspired by the concept of rock, paper, scissors. I think that is pretty obvious to most people who play, who actually know the game. Uh, you know, in fact, I, I, I we've talked about it. We talked about the last two weeks, games that have simple gameplay loops that make them so good. You know, we talked about how Pac-Man is eating food and the ghosts and, and we talked about how doom is shooty shooty boom boom and there's simple gameplay loops and here in Mega Man we just have a system that's rock paper scissors do you know what i mean by that not entirely dave no why don't you explain there is no dominant weapon that Mega Man uses every time he defeats a boss he gains their power and certain powers some robots are weak to certain powers uh so like for instance Fireman is weak to Iceman, or is weak to the ice. I mean, obviously, fire and ice is weak to the ice, uh, whereas ice would do no damage whatsoever to 
I don't know, guts man. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't remember all the all the connections. But there was always a weapon that did a lot of damage to the robots, and then there was a weapon that did like no damage to the robots. Hence, rock paper scissors. Uh, it, it's honestly so simple. It's kind of genius, truthfully. That absolutely is. The original Mega Man was not that easy, despite having a simple gameplay loop. It was. It's typically noted as being one of the hardest games on the NES. I don't really know what else to say to that. I I don't like hard games. We've talked about that before with Dark Souls. But when I was a kid, apparently I did because I played through Mega Man. I beat Mega Man. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. I think that my soul left my body when you get to the... There's a middle point in the game after you defeat all the robot masters and you go to the main fortress and you have to fight all the robot masters a second time. <laughs> nice so you think you're done right because it's got like a level select screen right this is one of the first games ever to feature a level select option a non-linear level select screen and you defeat all the robots on it you go to the main boss's fortress and then all of the robots pop up you had to do it again that was it it can be argued that one of the reasons that the original Mega Man wasn't very popular as the Mega Man 2, which was arguably like where Mega Man found success, or Mega Man 3, is because of its difficulty. It, it turned off a lot of people. <sighs> Alright. Rob, I sent you the cover for Mega Man, did I not? That you did, Dave. Why don't you share with our audience exactly what they're looking at if they were staring at the cover of the original Mega Man? Alright, so in the background of here, we have some futuristic-looking cities that are either getting firebombed or just on fire and burning off into the night sky. Uh, in the foreground, you have these golden butt nuggets. Uh, they look like gold nuggets, but possibly butts, or maybe just golden mushrooms, or I don't really know what they are. There's some maybe robotic-looking thing in the background in front of some water. I can't really tell what that is. There's also a guy, a little human dude wearing some kind of like Tron outfit. It's uh, gold and blue, you know, blue on the limbs and gold everywhere else, holding a kind of, it looks like a normal blaster, and just kind of looking angry at the world. Also, there's some happy little palm trees. <laughs> so let me ask you some questions. Why palm trees, for starters? You know, because with all the chaos and destruction, you need a little palm tree to keep you happy. Uh... Giant butts on the ground. Do we know why? Yeah. But I think I think those are little construction dude hats. If I'm not mistaken, remember those little construction hat dude enemies. Uh, that would make a little more sense than golden butt nuggets. But what doesn't make sense is the guy standing on the cover. Does that resemble anything in the game Mega Man or any other character whatsoever? Nope. No, it does not. Yeah. Exactly. I. Literally, it looks like someone was like, here's my guy shooting things and holds a gun. It doesn't resemble Mega Man in any way, shape or form. In fact, one of the this cover is one of the reasons why it's thought that Mega Man didn't gain traction in the United States, because let's be honest, that there's there's. I don't know. This cover doesn't tell me anything about the game. It doesn't make me want to play the game. 
Mega Man doesn't look like Mega Man. He looks like a tired old dude holding a gun. Not even a blaster. It looks like a gun. Like a gun gun. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I can see that. It's just, I don't know. The only thing fun is the word Mega Man, but he doesn't look mega. He looks old and tired. And we got Mega Man. Why couldn't we have Rockman like the like they have everywhere else? They just didn't think the name Rockman was going to be anything special. So when they brought it over, they called it Mega Man. And frankly, I I don't know. This cover looks like ass. That it does. And then the even better when we got everything localized in the United States, we didn't even get the same story. Rob, would you please start out with sharing with our audience what the instruction manual to the original Mega Man here in the United States explains the story to be. All right, Dave. So, <clears throat> it's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monsteropolis, that strange, multifaceted land of robot-like humanoids. Brilliant scientist Dr. Light can see the construction of fully operational human-like experimental robots to perform specific everyday duties. Dr. Light and his assistant Dr. Wiley, encouraged by their very first near-human robot, Mega Man, proceeded to develop six additional humanoids, all programmed to perform prescribed rituals. But, with the exception of Mega Man, all of Dr. Light's near-human robot experimentation went awry. Assistant Dr. Wiley turned disloyal, reprogramming Dr. Light's humanoids, now bent on destroying opposition so Dr. Wily could control the world and its resources. Resisting reprogramming, Mega Man is chosen as the defender of the universe and its inhabitants. Mega Man dares to single-handedly penetrate seven separate empires of Monsteropolis, eliminating the leaders and followers of those sovereignties. So, with what you know about Mega Man, what was familiar in all of that? That Dr. Wily is the bad guy, and you're fighting to save the world as Mega yeah, Man. That, that's true. It, it got that right, at least. But let me tell you what it doesn't have. Uh, it's the only time Monsteropolis is talked about. It, it, that doesn't exist. Uh, Mega Man was not the very first near-human robot that Dr. Light made. That actually honor goes to Proto-Man and... Number two was Rock Man, and number three was Roll. Uh, so that's all there, and it completely ignores the rock and roll backstory. And then Wily attempting to re reprogram Mega Man that that doesn't that I, I, yeah that's weird too. There's a lot of things. So let's talk about for a moment what the actual story is, because I think it's fascinating to see how we got a completely different story. Okay, so in the mid 20th century. Two geniuses were birthed. They were born. Thomas Light and Albert Wiley. These men would grow up to attend the same university, the Robot Institute of Technology, studying the field of electronics and eventually receiving PhDs. Some years later, Dr. Light would form a laboratory with the ambition to use computer and electronic technology to benefit mankind in the coming era. Dr. Wiley on the other hand, tired of always being one step behind Dr. Light, constructed a secret robot factory in the Pacific and began to plot a way to conquer the world. Okay? Dr. Light made his first leaps in the field of robotics, creating various robots to benefit mankind. He realized the potential of his projects. He wanted to create robots that were human-like, 
and had artificial intelligence, and thus came his first robot, Proto Man. Uh, Proto Man possessed a true sense of independence, uh, one that made him like human beings. Turns out that Proto Man had a faulty power generator. Proto Man thought that when Dr. Light would repair him, it was going to take away his individuality, and so he ran away from the lab. He didn't give up, though, and he wanted to make another set of robots, and these next two would become Rock and Roll. Rock would become the lab assistant, and Roll would become the housekeeper. Okay? You following so far? Yes, Dave. With the with with Rock and Roll being a success, he went on to make six more robots. Each had their own purpose, which we'll talk about shortly. And they were Cutman, Gutsman, Iceman, Bobman, Fireman, and Electman. Uh, and these are all the robot masters in the first game. Um, at this point, Dr. Wiley was tired. He was fed up of always living in Dr. Light's shadow. And so what he did is he stole and he reprogrammed all of Dr. Light's industrial robots. However, he missed rock and roll because he didn't think that a housekeeper and a lab assistant would suit his needs. And once Dr. Light discovered that Dr. Wiley was to blame for all these army of intelligent robots that were loose, uh, he, you know, he, well, he basically knew that the world wasn't ready for the challenge. Rock Rock had a strong sense of justice. He couldn't sit by and watch Dr. Light's work be destroyed. And so he agreed to be converted from a lab assistant into a, a, a basically, you know, he got armor, he got the mega buster and he agreed to go on the rampage against the bad robots. Basically makes sense. It does a lot more story. Like, like the Japanese audience has got a lot more story. <laughs> that they did. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I still want to know where Monsteropolis came from. So let's talk about the robot masters. Each robot master had a, had an actual purpose. This is something I didn't know. I think this is fascinating. So Cutman, do you remember you you don't remember the specific robot masters, do you? I do not know. Okay, so uh, first one was Cutman. Cutman was a timber cutting robot, so he was a tree chopper. Kind of fascinating, and he was weak to Gutsman's super arm. Gutsman was a civil engineer robot designed to work alongside Bobman for land reclamation and construction. He had really good physical strength, right? So he's probably the one that was just punching all the dirt away and and moving all the heavy stuff. Um, Despite the fact that he was designed alongside Bobman, he's actually actually weak to Bobman's hyperbomb. So I don't know why that is. Why would you make two robots next to one another weak to one another? Got any explanations for that? No, I do not. Mm, what a damn shame. Bob Man was, you know, created alongside Gutsman for demolition and land development. And he's obviously weak to fire, Fireman's Firestorm. Fireman was created to work as an incinerator at a waste management facility. He's weak to Iceman's Ice Slasher. Iceman was created to perform human-like tasks under extreme conditions. Just as a side note, it's not just cold. He can also operate in hot environments, but he's less powerful there. Uh, you would think that Iceman would be weak to fire, but that's not the case. Weird enough. Uh, Iceman is weak to Electric Man's Thunder Beam. Electric Man was created to control the voltage of nuclear power plants. Kind of fascinating. 
and he's weak to cut man, the first guy's uh, cutter. So there you go. Rock, paper, scissors, dude. That it is. I didn't know that they had actually, like, real-life uses. Like, when you're, you know, this is 87. I was three when it came out, but I would have played it in the 90s. When you're probably, like, six or seven, eight years old playing this game, you don't really think about the robots. But, like, Fireman was an incinerator, and Electric Man was a nuclear power plant operator. He's basically Homer Simpson in a robot form. Yeah, that's a... That's quite the comparison. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I, I don't know, man. The, the fact that there's this whole story and they have actual purposes is, is, is really fascinating to me. Typically, after, you know, all the, all the Mega Mans have that same style where after you defeat all the robot masters, you get to go to Dr. Wily's fortress and then you have to fight all the robot monsters again. They throw in a few other enemies. This one, we have the Yellow Devil and the Copy Robot, which was a copy of Mega Man. I remember the copy. It was Mega Man with red eyes, and he had the same pattern as Gutsman, maybe? I don't know. And then you fight Dr. Wily. And that's it. That's that's the whole game. Isn't that fascinating? That it is, Dave. It's not that fascinating. Good lord. Hmm. You playing RuneScape over there? No. <laughs> I can see that you are. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> One of the things I find most fascinating about Mega Man is the poor translation. It was common back then, wasn't it? I would assume so. I don't know too many of the games that had these, so I guess I, I really don't know. You probably know some of the games I can hear clicking over there. Are you chopping trees down? I, I'm literally not doing anything in RuneScape. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're hearing anything. <laughs> you're hearing my headset move as I turn my uh, head? I don't know. I'm just joshing on you. A lot of poor translations, right? Back in the NES era, there was a ton of them. When pro wrestling was brought to the United States, when you win a match, it says a winner is you. Makes sense, doesn't it? It's proper English. Yeah. It's good syntax, right? And it is. Contra 3 has a cut screen that says, let's attack aggressively. Is there any other way when you're fighting aliens in Contra yeah, you world? could attack passively. Yeah, you, yeah, if you were Gandhi, maybe, or Dr. Light. Dr. Light doesn't fight himself. He's since Mega Man. Double Dragon 3, when you pick two players, they're supposed to be uh, Billy and Jimmy. For some reason, though, there was a mistranslation, and they're called Bimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> Makes sense. Come on, man. Bimmy and Jilly. J Jilly? Bimmy. Bimmy, have you ever heard of anyone named Bimmy in your entire life? Yeah, the guy from Double Dragon 3. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Fatal Fury Special. One of the guys, after you beat him, says, what a tough... I don't even know what that means. Care to explain to me, Mr. Engineer? What's a tough? Something that's hard. Ooh, that's a good one. Good, good, good. Ghostbusters and Ghosts and Goblins, pretty famous games from back in. Both of them messed up congratulations. One of them called it congratulation, and one of them called it congratulation. <laughs> that would have been... Uh, 
very easy if they had an English spell checker. But you know, it's not like it is now where things are, the world is so easy. You know what I mean? And computers are prominent now. Now we have a computer that does all of that. We don't even need people. Just spell check. Clippy. Do you know who Clippy is? Uh, no, can't say I do. Wait, was that the, the paper clip that used to show yes, up? Yes, that's it. That's oh, what okay. I said. Spell check. Little Microsoft Word Clippy. Hey, you've misspelled this wrong. Shut up, Clippy. God damn. If you misspelled it wrong, didn't you spell it correct? So moving on. <laughs> Zelda 2. There's a guy in one of the rooms that says, I am error. And while people think that that's a bug, something that was left in, there was supposed to be a, another character in another town called Bug, but they forgot to translate his name out of the, the Japanese Bagu, and it didn't become Bug. It was supposed to be Error and Bug. So Error isn't actually the problem. Bagu is the problem. Kind of fascinating. I did not know that. No, also, I also been a long time since I played Zelda 2. So. But arguably, what's the most famous of all the mistranslations in the world, Rob? All your base are belong to us. That is correct. Zero wing. The meme of all video game mistranslation memes. All your base are belong to us. Somebody set us up the bomb. Isn't that the next line in it? Uh, it's, it's, it's bad. It, it's really bad. I think it's really fascinating to look at this as a case example. Truthfully. We... Nowadays, arguably, the United States is probably the biggest video game market. Is that fair? Possibly, yeah. So I would say that a lot of games are developed with the notion that they're coming here. Like, they're if this is where all your money is, if this is your biggest population, you're going to make a game focused on, on that, right? Yeah. But that wasn't the case back then. You know, Capcom and Nintendo and Konami... Bally, no, not Bally Midway, uh, who made Pac-Man, we just covered Bandai Namco. Namco. They were all Japanese developers, and Japanese, you know, they made them Japanese first, and then they translated them over to American. We were the afterthought way back then, you know, and, and it led to a lot of, a lot of mistranslations, a lot of, a lot of stuff like this, you know? Right on. <sighs> right on let's talk about other games in the Mega Man franchise right because I said that there's over 50 games and 36 million copies and yeah so there are other games in the Mega Man franchise that there are yes you have your original series, which is the Mega Man series, which, of course, you know, it's Mega Man battling Dr. Wily. There are 11 of those, the latest of which came out in 2018. Okay, I think that's the newest one. Hmm? Very well could be. Yes, I have to look that up. I, it seems like it. And there's some, there's some knockoffs in there. Not really knockoffs, but you know, kind of how we have Mario Tennis. There was a Mega Man Soccer. Did you know that? I actually did not know. There's a Mega Man Pinball. There's a game called Mega Man Space Rescue. I have no clue what it is. Mega Man Rush Marine. What is Mega Man Rush Marine? Uh, I imagine you're in a submarine. 
Mega Man mm-hmm. Rush. How the hell did you understand that? You're right. <laughs> here's the official here's the oh official thing God. take the plunge with Mega Man and his shape-shifting robot dog Rush in this original side-scrolling shooter set in the deep blue sea and <laughs> oh in, in the year 20XX Dr. Wily sends his robot minions to the seabed in order to drill for oil causing earthquakes and destruction to the surrounding islands only Mega Man and the newly submersible Rush Marine have any hope of stopping Wily's nefarious plan. <laughs> here, here are the bullet points, okay? Exciting side-scrolling aquatic shooter. Explore three aquatic environments, including shallow water, volcanic reef, and deep water. Battle through ten levels and defeat as many robot masters, each with a unique weapon that you can capture and use for good and fight your way through expansive levels teeming with 14 enemies and numerous hazards. I don't know how the hell you got Submarine. That was a really lucky guess. I would have never in a million years come up with that. (laughs) What can I say? I'm good, I guess. (laughs) Well, Mega Man Space Rescue is exactly as it sounds. Uh, Mega Man's equipped with a jetpack and astronaut suit, and he has to travel to space to rescue astronauts. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What's Mega Man Powered Up? Mega Man Powered Up is... uh, Oh, it's the remake of the first Mega Man. I remember that. They added some stuff to it. There are a lot of Japanese-only Mega Mans from the original series. Uh, There actually is a Rockman Tennis. There's a Rockman Diver. There's a Rockman Solitaire and a Rockman Poker. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... uh, Rockman Panic Fire. What do you think that is? Uh, he's probably a fireman. Mm. He is inside one of Dr. Wily's fortresses and must reach the goal while avoiding an overheated fireman. It looks like a Bomberman clone. Remember Bomberman at all? I do not. Yeah, it's okay. Alright, so after the main Mega Man series, you have the Mega Man X series, which takes place about 100 years later. In it, the Maverick Hunters, now all the bad robots are, are called Mavericks, and robots that rose up to fight them are called Maverick Hunters. Uh, the Maverick Hunters, Mega Man X and Zero, they fight against the Mavericks led by Sigma. So yeah, you have the Mega Man X series, which there were eight of them. I've only played like three. I played all the SNES ones. After that, the series progressed to PlayStation and PlayStation 2. I don't remember playing any of those. You remember playing any of those? No, I only played the one for the Super and the original Nintendo. Yeah, so this one, it you get some advanced techniques like wall climbing and dashing and different armors that you could wear. I remember, too, that there were life capsules that were hidden in the uh, in the ceilings and walls and stuff. And that's how you got that stuff. Mega Man Legends. Do you remember Mega Man Legends at all? No, it doesn't sound familiar to me. So Mega Man Legends was really interesting, actually. Mega Man Legends is a 3D Mega Man game with, if I remember correctly, they had some role-playing elements. But it was, I I don't even know any other way to put it, it it plays differently than other Mega Man games. It's got open-ended gameplay. It's It's kind of open world. You can get different gun parts to increase the firepower of your Mega Buster gun. It's kind of like playing, 
it's kind of like how Zelda made the transition from 2D to 3D. It's just like that. I don't know why Legends never took off. I, I found it to be a really fascinating and good game, but it, it did never take off. There were two of them made, and then there was plans to make a third, and it was canceled. What about the Mega Man Battle Network? I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, me either. I didn't play any of these. But apparently it has something to do with how the world is... The internet is integrated with every piece of electronic equipment, and it needs these special programs to efficiently process all the data. And I guess these things go awry. I don't know, something like that. I probably just butchered that. Mega Man Zero series, can you guess what that is? I would have to guess has something to do with Zero. It does. It tells what happens to Zero after the events of the Mega Man X series. And hey, look, they made one this year. They made a Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection in 2020. So, uh, yeah. Ta-da! And ZX Legacy. So it's got four games from the Zero series and two games from the ZX series. And it came out in February of this year. It's kind of cool. Yep, Mega Man Zero, one, two, three, four, and two ZXs. There you go. There you go. Woo! Party! And then you have the Mega Man ZX series, which which there's only those two Mega Man ZXs. They were both released on the DS. I don't know much about the ZX series. Uh, it's got Reploids in it. It's got Humanoids. It's got Maverick. But apparently they can all merge together to become a, a Mega Man. So is that like Transformers, maybe? Robots in disguise? Mm-hmm. Mega Man Star Force. Never even heard of it. How about you? Uh, yeah, obviously that's the Mega Man X Star Wars <laughs> edition. <laughs> Let's see how right you are. Mega Man is set in the same universe as the Battle Network series. The main character reluctantly joins with an alien named Omega Z's to foil an evil plot led by his own kind. La 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 la. I have no clue what any of this means. Uh, the series is more focused on net navvies that are based on robot masters from the classic Mega Man series. So those programs that make all the... Uh, Things organize. Uh, apparently, they go berserk in this one too. This had a manga called "The Rockman Shooting Star." Eh, eh, eh. No, I don't know nothing about that shooting star. There were there were handhelds, like remember those old handhelds made in like the eighties and nineties that like you have a fixed screen and you jump on things or stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was just like a three-frame LCD game. That yeah, they made, they made one like for Mega watch, Man game 2. Watch. You got it exactly like a Game & Watch. They did actually make a Game & Watch um, for Mega Man 2. Um, here, take a look at that. Next to your Mega Man cover art. Dun-dun-dun-dun! Eh? Hey, eh? a nice little watch. Cool. I know, right? Right. And blaster still looks like a separate blaster. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I, I think they didn't have that uh, until then. And here's here's a picture of the uh, little handheld I was talking about. Ah, that 
Yep, that looks about right. I know, right? <laughs> They're pretty cool. They're literally it's a game and watch that's Mega Man 2. And I'm not joking, it's a white handheld device with two buttons and a control pad. And I, I don't know, the bosses came at you and you had to defeat them. I'm sure someone listening to this has played it and can tell me. Let's see, there are eight stages of battle. Each stage is fought against robots, monsters, and other lowlifes. This is from the instruction manual of that little handheld device. Mega Man can choose his robot opponents in stage one through six, but he ultimately must face them all. He also chooses his weapon. You control Mega Man. After defeating each robot, you acquire the weapon the particular robot was using against you. You lose life bars when hit by an enemy or falling off a platform. You use up all your life bars, the game is over. You win the game by advancing to stage 8, where you must fight and defeat Dr. Wily. So it's just like playing Mega Man, but not. What are these pets? Ah, yes, the pet. That actually was something that I had growing up. So... I'm listening. I don't remember too much about it, but I remember that they had these battle chips that kind of you would use to change what was going on. And I remember you had to shake this thing to get to like an enemy. So you would have to sit there shaking the thing, and after so long, something would appear, and then you would battle. You're you're really not that wrong. That is battle. It talks about battle chips. It talks about. I don't know about the shaking thing, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's really... <laughs> do you really have one of those? Honestly, I probably still do if I could find it somewhere. It's it's probably still sitting in a box of old toys that we have in the back porch. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty awesome. I I don't... Those, were, those are from Mega Man Battle Network. They were the devices used in the Battle Network. So fun stuff. Well, I just thought it looked cool on the shelf and wanted to have it, so I bought it. Well, let's talk about other games that Mega Man's in. What do you know of? Well, Mega Man is in Super Smash Brothers. He is. Do you like playing as Mega Man? Not really. It's not my cup of tea. I I don't, I don't think he's that good, but you know, I'm sure yeah. there's some people out here who would body me with him. So, you know, what else? if you're good what with else? him, good. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. What else has he been in? Marvel vs. Capcom. And there's like 10,000 of those, aren't there? Ah, that was more of a PlayStation thing, so I don't know. Wasn't it? It was. I mean, it, it, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was on the 360. Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite was on the Xbox One. That's 2017. Never had one. And that had X, Zero, and Sigma in it, so that's kind of interesting. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mega Man was also in a game called Zombie Cafe. I don't know what Zombie Cafe is, but Mega Man was in it. There was a there was a Namco versus Capcom series in Japan only that I know nothing about. About Tatsunoko versus Capcom. I don't know what that means. That was not here. Who's Street Fighter versus Tekken? There was a there was a bad box art Mega Man. (laughs) Ah, so they took that shitty Mega Man from the cover art. And they put him into Street Fighter versus Te- Street Fighter uh, X Tekken. Oh man, that is phenomenal. That's oh, great. Here, take a look at this art from him in the game. <laughs> that is epic. <laughs> that dude is fat as. <laughs> oh man, it's like a Jack Black starred in a Mega uh, Man movie. Yeah, it's it's uh, 
It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, good lord. Look at that little... Oh, it's too small, the one I sent you. That's okay. That's uh, that's what he looks like. Wait, wait, no. Nice. Looks good. I can tell. I know. This is what he looks like in the game here. <laughs> oh my god. That's isn't epic. That, isn't that ludicrous? That's if epic. You, if I'm gonna, I'll post this stuff up on, obviously, up on our the show notes for the website. So if you guys want to see how ludicrous this dude looks, I will put a link to the information on there. Uh, actually, let me, I wasn't planning on that. So let me save that in my bookmarks real quick. Thank you, Not Recipes. Uh, next episode. All right, we got an episode. Okay, good, good talk. Good talk, guys. Good, good talk. What was Mega Man Universe? It was a video game for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 that was supposed to be released in spring 2011. It would feature multitude of new options and characters, most heavily based on Mega Man 2. It was canceled in March of 2011. Oh, that's a bummer. What a rat. Man, I knew that Legends 3 got, whatchamacallit, but uh, I did not know. I did not know. Well, now you know. So Inafune would go on to create the similarly themed Mighty Number no. Nine, which like crashed on its face. It was, it was really popular at first. I don't know. Do you remember? You don't remember Mighty Number no. Nine at all, do you? No, I do not. So Mighty Number no. Nine is kind of the same concept. It's a spiritual successor to Mega Man, made by Inafune. It, it's uh, an android. They're androids and robot monsters and all the same stuff. What made this popular or famous is that it was one of the early, um, it was one of the early kick fight, kick fighter, kick starter successes. Uh, the minimum Kickstarter goal for Mighty Number no. Nine was nine hundred thousand, and they funded it uh, two days in two days. So nine hundred thousand dollars in two days. It did not do well. It fell flat on its face when it was released. Kickstarter. Uh, they I know they hit all their goals. Their top goal was 3.7 million, and I know they hit all their goals. So a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like it. Mm. It, it 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 was, I mean, it got really poor ratings. 5.6 from IGN. The Metacritic on it's a 52. Most people called it a rip off of Mega Man. I mean, it's inspired by. It's made by the same guy. Of course, it's going to be a damn rip off. It's I don't know if it's a rip off, but I mean. I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But then, they have animated series. There was one back when I was a kid, 94. There was 27 episodes. In 2018, you have Mega Man fully charged with 52 episodes. Do you remember any Mega Man animes or cartoons? I don't believe so. I don't... Thinking about it doesn't sound familiar to me. You know, the newer ones I have no clue about. There was one called Mega Man NT Warrior, which lasted for five seasons with 209 episodes and a film. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and the latest one is Mega Man Star Force, which has 55 episodes. I I don't know anything about the modern Mega Mans. Mega Man, like a lot of series, has kept going. Can't, can't, I'm, Rob, I'm going to ask you a question now. You are a Pokemon fan, are you not? Uh, yes, I am. Do you still keep... Did you ever get into the Pokemon cartoons? Yes, I did. Do you still keep... Do they still make Pokemon cartoons? Uh, they do, yes. Do you still keep up with them? 
I do not know. See, I I guess as we get older, we kind of lose track of that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, I would probably definitely watch them and see if it still interests me, but I, I still play the games. It's just that I don't find myself having as much time to sit and watch a TV show or other things have caught my attention more so than that. Right on. That's so very true. It's very hard to find a game that Mega Man didn't inspire in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of any games that Mega Man inspired? Um, uh, any game? Well, the jumping platform style uh, definitely reminds me of, like, Metroid. Yeah, Metroid. I had uh, Bucky O'Hare. I loved Bucky O'Hare. It was the same concept where you had different bosses on different planets, the same level of select, and you had to go around and defeat all the you know, to defeat all the guys in the planets. Uh, DuckTales with Scrooge McDuck and his pogo stick is kind of the same concept. Um, and more modernly, we had Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was the same, I think a lot of the same stuff where you had action platforming with different bosses. And Did you select your levels in Shovel Knight? I played the first one when it came out. It was excellent, but I don't remember. You ever play Shovel Knight? I have not, no. You missed Hollow Knight, too. You missed some good games. Well, I think I just gabbed on for a long time about Mega Man. Anything you want to add about Mega Man? No, I do not have anything. I, you know, I I only played the few, so most of my knowledge came from tonight. So if we're not playing Mega Man games, who is? That is a great question. Please tell I, 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 I don't know people that play it, do you? I do not know. I've not met anyone who's who still plays them to this day. So fascinating. There's 36 million copies and 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 going, but I don't know anyone who's playing them. It's kind of like we said the same thing about Pac-Man, though, didn't we? Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't really is. know anyone who's playing Pac-Man. No, someone has to be. A lot of people have to be. All right. Moving on. Gaming question of the week. Gaming question of the week. You ready for it? Hit me with it. What is the best weapon you have ever used in a game? Golden gun. You think it's the golden gun? One hit kill, man. As long as you can hit with that thing, you're you you got it. Now I think the most fun. Mm, yeah, that's a lot tougher. I don't know. I think the best one would be the golden gun. It, it does pretty good work. Oh yeah. The golden yeah. gun. So that's your favorite weapon. No, I just said it's the best weapon. Not my favorite. I'm trying to think of my favorite one, and I uh, I just can't. There's so many different things I've used in games. Well, what comes to mind? Like, what's your knee-jerk reaction for what the best weapon is? I mean, the energy sword in Halo was always great, as was the sniper. Sure. Yeah, Barrett 50 Cal, Call of Duty, my what Battlefield... About- what about something just fun? Like, what what was a fun weapon? A fun weapon would absolutely be in... I want to say it was either Saints Row or Grand Theft Auto. It might have been Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, I believe. You had, like, a six-foot purple dildo you could swing at people. I definitely think that was in Saints Row 2. Oh, was it? Uh, okay. It was, it's in the third Saints Row, giant, giant purple dildo. And then in the fourth one, you actually had, uh, like, a... Uh, I don't remember. Maybe it was a moving dildo. I don't. I don't know. They up the ante every time. It was actually uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm, nice, very nice. 
I'm not wrong about them putting it in Saints Row, though. I've played all the Saints Rows. There's definitely giant dildo weapons in Saints Row. Penetrator in Saints Row 4. It is a dildo on a bat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on, I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna send you the picture. Oh there you sent me the that one. I'm gonna send you what the penetrator looks like in Saints Row 4. Nice. You actually have to go to the link on mine, FYI. Oh gotcha. Okay, let me let me go to the link on yours. Go to the link. Oh, yep, that's the one. Melee weapon and gift in San Andreas. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yep. So that's the dildo bat from Saints Row. And it, it's exactly what you think. It's a big floppy giant purple dildo. It is. I think that was probably the most fun though, was the, the dildo from the Grand Theft Auto series. Nothing better than running up on some random in the street and smacking with a giant dildo. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. There you go. What about you, Dave? The Fat Man. I like the Fat Man. What is the Fat Man? It is a a tactical nuclear catapult in Fallout 3. It's basically a, a mini nuke launcher. I don't know why, but I like blowing the shit out of everything, and it, it delivers miniature nuclear warheads that just blow the shit out of everything. That sounds so, epic as hell and awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the Fat Man. It doesn't look cool. It looks like a gun, but it literally blows the shit up out of everything. It it, And then when you fire it, the mini nukes, they make a whistling sound when they fly through the air. So it's almost like the old Looney Tunes cartoons because you hear the whistling sound and then just a, a giant nuke like mushroom cloud pops up and like screen goes flash, flash to white and then your little nuclear cloud goes in front of you. It's kind of funny. It I don't know why. It's a pretty epic weapon. That's why I like it. And it sounds fun. like a lot of fun. And it's unique. Well, I mean, there's other good ones like the big fucking gun we talked about with Doom last week, you know. I like the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. I think that that's is a great one. I think that's an epic weapon. But but you know you're right. Who doesn't like running around with big floppy giant purple dildos? That's there's a lot of fun in that, I guess. Well, Rob, that'll about do it for this week. Anything that you'd like to add before we wrap it up? As always, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we hope to hear more from you, get some more engagement, but we got to say thank you for listening every week. Uh, it means a lot to us and we hope that we can continue bringing you a short amount of enjoyment throughout your, your day. A short amount of a, a short amount of engagement. We want to hear from you. You know how you can find out how to engage with us, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Real easy. We're taking a trip down memory card lane, memorycardlane.com. On memorycardlane.com, memorycardlane. No, I'm just kidding. So on memorycardlane.com, everyone, you can find links to our Discord where you can join us and chat and game with us. You can find links to our Patreon if you'd like to help financially support us. You can find show notes. I always post all the links to all my resources. That will also be um, on memorycardlane.com. You can learn a little bit more about Rob and I. And I think uh, that's most of it. I try not to over... Ooh, excuse me. I try not to overly complicate it, but it's got everything else you could possibly want to know 
about our podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. In fact, if you want to interact with us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at David underscore is underscore wrong, a link of which is on memorycardlane.com. And Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? I can be found on Twitch at fat, B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. That is all one word. So fat boy rips. Rob, I'm building a computer right now. Did you know that? No, Dave, I had no idea. (laughs) Do you think it's going to result in better podcasts? No, Dave, that would require building a new Dave. Uh, Yeah, I know. I I need to write more. Well, that'll do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um... If you're listening to this, it'll be one week to Christmas. And so next week episode will come out on Christmas. And, you know, we'll all be spending time with our families. I don't want y'all to get too behind. So we are going to do something a little different. We're still going to publish because I like consistency and I'm a weirdo like that. But we're going to do a mini-sode, 20, 30 minutes, real short. And our focus is going to be on games that feature or take place on Christmas Real easy, real simple, little something for you to listen to because I, I hope that you wouldn't have to go to work until Monday. I know I don't, so that'll be a nice little extended weekend. You can listen, you know, uh, join us with a little, allow us to take a little bit of your time through Christmas weekend and, and teach you about Christmas video games. How's that sound, Rob? Sounds great, Dave. Maybe there'll be a little special uh, trip visit from Santa Claus. How would that make you feel? That would be... I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one. It could be good. It could be bad. Depends on what he's bringing. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to uh, see if Santa Claus joins us, why don't you join us again next week as we take a holiday-themed trip down memory card lane. Do the thing. ba da da ba 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 wa wa